Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Talking Red Devils podcast. I'm your host, Vinayak. I'm joined by my brother, Vishag. We are going to be talking about a rough week for Man United and just our thoughts on a couple of the games that occurred in the past week and what we've been struggling with and the game coming up on Sunday, the finale against Leicester. Thanks for listening. week for Man United since the restart so it's not going to be uh, all butterflies and dandelions like the past two episodes we had some really great performances and great wins we're gonna have a little bit more of a negative episode here so tell me you know kind of break down we had it so we had a draw at Southampton 2-2 mm, yeah we had the win against Crystal Palace which let's let's be honest it wasn't the greatest performance then we really dropped the ball against Chelsea and then we just drew against West Ham. And now we're setting ourselves up for a massive game on Sunday, leaving it up to really the last game on Sunday against Leicester. Before we go into that Leicester game, tell me what has gone wrong in the past week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is fatigue, um, in my opinion. The fact that we've had to play, you know, that FA Cup game on, on Sunday, that, you know... I think every team that we played against has, you could arguably say, has had more rest than we've had coming into the game, right? It's not even arguably. Um, it's, it's true. It's fact. I mean, it's true. It's true. And, and that, that not only is problematic in that, like, players are more tired, it also gives them the excuse to be like, hey, man, you guys have had more rest. I think that's, that has really been the case against, on the, in the Chelsea game. And honestly, it was an FA Cup match. Who knows, like, if people's hearts were really in it. But at the same time, like, dude, it's a cut match against Chelsea. Like, you got to put a little bit more effort. And and I know the the Eric Bailly injury at, at halftime, essentially that whole long break really, I don't know if if coming out of that, the concentration was just not there, right? De Gea, those slip-ups, the concentration was just not there, um, simply, simply put. So I would say fatigue has been a factor, and that's maybe affected concentration to a certain extent. And then I would say uh, left back, right back, the issues that we had against the Southampton game when, you know, we had both of our left backs get injured, that, that was obviously problematic. But what would you say about the fatigue? Like fatigue in itself doesn't lose you games. It's, how, it's what fatigue will, will – how fatigue will impact your performance, right? And I think you're 100% right. I think it's impacted our ability to win games by one – having some sort of effect on our concentration. And, and it's not just fatigue that leads to loss of focus or loss of concentration in key moments. It's, it's, you know, some players have more composure. Some players have are more zoned in some players. They don't handle pressure as well. Uh, and we're starting to get into some high pressure games. So there's a lot of things that affect concentration, but I think fatigue has, has something to do with it. We've only had two games between each match or like, sorry, not two games, two days rest between each match. And we're playing against teams that have had because of our FA cup against Norwich and against Chelsea, we've been playing against teams that have had minimal one more full day rest than us. And that full day rest is a huge advantage to get players legs under them and to fully recover 
for the next game. And, and that can't be under, under said. And so I think fatigue is a big part of it and it's impacting things like concentration. It's causing injuries, which certainly impacts your ability to win games because looking at Southampton and you're talking about the left back, right back situation, you know, we had Shaw go down with the ankle injury and that might've been a more of a freak accident than like something fatigue. I know if you, if you're constantly stressing your, your joints, you probably increasing the, the, the chance that you're going to roll an ankle or, or, or he's hurt yourself. Just, he's just injury prone, right? He is injury prone, but it's been a while since, yeah, I, I guess this is not his first injury this year. So yeah, which is why we've seen more Brandon Williams this year, but, but that, injury really hurt us because Luke Shaw was playing extremely well. And as much as I love the prospect of Brandon Williams, he's still very young and, you know, he had the mistake against Chelsea. And so we've lost key players. Luke Shaw has been a key player for us. He's been very positive in his link up play. We've talked about this on our past episode. He's been very positive with the link up play with Rashford on the left side. And he's been solid defensively. He, you know, if you're looking at some of the goals that we've let in, it really hasn't been his fault. Some of these goals, you know, you pinpoint some of these goals prior to this past week, right? Against Bournemouth and against some of the other teams. The goals that have come in have been De Gea's fault or a combination of De Gea, Maguire, Lindelof. They have been the at blame for the goal, for, you know, the Tottenham goal and, and all these other goals that have come in, you know, prior to this week and even in this week. So Luke Shaw, big, big miss there. And, and so is fatigue the number one thing? I mean, it's a combination of various factors. I think fatigue is, has to do with it, injuries and, and concentration. I think Pogba, we got to, I don't want to spend too much time talking about Pogba, but come on, bro. Like, He's world. He's he's world class. I th- we we both agree. He is world class. We've said it on on the first episode that we rate him as one of the best midfielders in the world. Period. But the mistake against Southampton, where he lost the ball in a key area, you cannot lose the ball in that area. De Gea gave him the ball right outside of our right at right on the D. He loses the ball. Danny Ings steals it, far post cross. We can't cover it because Luke Shaw is playing forward because that's what he's supposed to do when they have a high press on us. We need the wings, we need the the left right back to to push up forward so that we have multiple options and our center backs can can either go central, they can go out to our left and right back, stretch the, the press. And we had no one to cover because you can't lose the ball. We don't expect to lose the ball in that position. Paul Popa loses the ball in that position, right? causes a goal, causes us to go down. We still get two goals back up. And then, of course, injuries hit us. We're down to 10 men, and we, we allow the set-piece goal. And then we go to the game against uh, West Ham. What happened there? How can you make a mistake like that? You've been playing football your entire life, and I know the ball is coming at you super extremely fast as a bullet and you don't have a ton of time to react, but I've never seen that is very rare for, for us to see that in on the professional level, 
but let alone someone who has the quality, the high football IQ of Paul Pogba, to do something like that is just mind-boggling. To try to protect yourself with your hands. I mean, duck or take the hit. Or do your job. If you're on the wall, do your job and, and, and take the hit. I don't think he was on the wall. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Take the hit or duck. And if you can't duck fast enough, just take the hit. He was protecting himself. Let's be honest. And if, I, if me or you were in that position, let's be honest, we would have done the exact same thing. But we're not professional footballers, Fnatic. We're not. And it's difficult. You know, it's very difficult to be in that position. Um, and I'm sure there, would, there, there, there is other soccer players that might have done the same thing, potentially. But still, you know, it, there's no excuse. And, and it, I do think it's a lack of concentration. And I do think it aligns with what you talked about against Southampton, you know, like whether he wants to, and we can talk about this for ages and I don't think it'll really get anywhere, whether he even wants to play for Man United, that's not even the discussion at this point, right? Like this is just about his character, right? And not having composure and not having the concentration at certain times. But, but he does um, though. I, I, he no, 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 but, he's but, a but, world but, cup final winner, bro. He dude. has he has the composure. He's played in the biggest games for us. The Europa League. He scored a goal in that game. He scored a goal in the World Cup final, bro. He has the, the, the composure. Like, he has it. But it's just these key moments. And, and we're being nitpicky. I mean, there's not a huge sample size here, right? Like, we can't – we don't have a laundry list of, like, Paul Pogba's costed us this and that. But it's just frustrating that coming from your best player – that we're seeing these these key moments that are costing us in the title in a not a title race a top four race it's frustrating yes i i definitely agree it's a moot point perhaps i mean you know he's i he's i think he still had a, a, a outside of that moment i think he had a decent game he was okay on the ball he i think our whole uh, t- speaking specifically about the West Ham game, which is really the one game that to me, I don't understand like what happened there. It's the one oddball for me because in the other three games, they pressed us high and we struggle. They, we struggle like our back line, Lindelof and Maguire can't pass the ball out. Matic has been struggling to be the only option there to, to, to really create from our, from our, from the back and, and handle the press. And then our left back, right backs just, Brandon Williams and and uh, and Fosu Mensa just haven't been strong enough on the ball for us to have outlets to try to beat the press through them. And to be honest with you, in those other three games, outside of the West Ham game, with the high press, Chelsea and Southampton and even Crystal Palace did a lot of this. They fouled us a lot. And w- w- they fouled us specifically when we tried to beat the press through our central players. So if we, try- if we got the ball to Bruno Fernandes, or we've got the ball to Pogba, or if we got the ball to Martial or Rashford centrally um, to try to beat the press, they'd get fouled right away, right? When they try to hold up the ball, they'd get fouled. And in the Chelsea game, they didn't, they kept doing it. 21 fouls, bro. 21 fouls and not a single yellow card. And we get one, one yellow card, five fouls. Pogba gets a yellow card for, for a flop. I mean, that, that refereeing performance was awful, but that's the strategy that has really caused us issues is press us high into our third because our back line cannot, 
cannot beat the press consistently. And then if we do get it to our creative players where we do get opportunities to beat the press, and that's where our goals have come from, foul us. And Chelsea did this perfectly. And then they kept fouling us and they didn't care to stop because not a single yellow card was handed out. There was no discipline whatsoever. And that's where we got this 3-1 awful loss. The West Ham game, though, makes no sense to me because they had a low block and we had a lot of the ball and we still didn't create chances. So to me, that's more of the oddball. And that's what concerns me about this team is I thought we, we solved that problem. We talked about this on the first episode, right? Bruno was supposed to solve that. And he, he did for a while. In the West Ham game, um, to give them some credit, I think they were very, very well organized, honestly, defensively. Um, I think they did a very good job at closing space in between, you know, their defensive midfielders and their back line. I think they were very effective at closing in on space between their, uh, their center backs as well, closing, that, closing those gaps. I think even with the goal that we scored with Martial, that link-up play with Greenwood, that pass that Martial had for that assist to, to Greenwood was very clever. He just squeezed it in there. Right. So I think that is part of it's part of the issue. We couldn't first of all, we couldn't even really get it behind their center defensive mid- midfielders. We couldn't get it behind. Uh, uh, shit, dude, what's the West Ham dude's name? Declan Rice. We couldn't get it behind Declan Rice and, and the other defensive midfielder. And it, it was just a huge issue. Right. Bruno would have to come to and, and having that verticality is is is, is really important with Pogba and, and Bruno. But it wasn't working in that game, right? Bruno would come back and fall back uh, and play in, in Pogba's position when Pogba would play up. It, it just, we were trying. We were definitely trying. It just wasn't happening. And also, I, I would say that the, the our, uh, you know, our fullbacks weren't very good at, at being on the ball, especially in the first half. I do think that Fosumensa is a huge downgrade from AWB and from honestly, from Brandon Williams as well. I don't think he's good enough on the ball, period. I think there's a reason why he's been away from football for as long as he's been um, in terms of Manchester United. Fosu Mensa. Yes, Fosu Mensa. Yeah. I don't think he had a, a strong game against Crystal Palace either. Um, I don't think he was comfortable playing at left back. Are you saying that – I actually think you have a really good – you're getting on a really good point here, and I just want to make sure that I'm understanding correctly. You're saying that against West Ham, even though they had a low block, the reason why we struggled was not so much – because Bruno, Pogba weren't doing what they usually do. And Martial and, and you know, Greenwood and Rashford, they weren't doing what they usually do. But, I mean, Rashford had a poor game. But because we didn't have the support we usually have on the wings, like offensively. Right. Like from right, Shaw yeah. and, and Wambasaka. Like we didn't have that width. Like I, I, that right. actually makes sense to me. I didn't think about that. I agree. But I also think that West Ham was just really well organized. I don't think there was a way that we could score three goals in that game um, with the way that they were playing. I think that was one of West Ham's, like, I haven't been watching West Ham football, but I can presume that that's one, that's one of their best games that they played all season uh, with how well organized they were uh, defensively. Because we had a really, really good first half in a way in which we were very aggressive coming out the gate. You, you could immediately yeah. tell, like, okay, these players, like, they know that, like, this game is really important. And maybe not important for points-wise or for us to, to really have a – again, this Leicester game coming, coming ahead of us is, is the most important game yeah, we could have we could have won uh, by by two goals and it still wouldn't have matter. We still need a win or draw at Leicester, but you want to have that momentum going in. What what frustrates me the most about this West Ham game is you just hit on it. The start that we had was so aggressive and so positive. It was actually the best start, I think, first 10, 15 minutes that we've had since before Bournemouth. Like 
like Bournemouth was a was a bad start, right? We 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 dropped down one nil. Same with all these other games. Even the, even if we got clean sheets, like the first fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, we've we've struggled in in every game. We've just come come out with bad starts, but then we figure things out. In this game, we started off great. Right. There was still a lack of composure in the final third. I think Bruno got like an amazing pass from Rashford and just fumbled it, dude. It was crazy. Like, honestly, I think if he brought that down, it would have easily been a goal. Yeah. Like, not even just a shot, like, just easily a goal. Yeah. Uh, for Bruno. For Bruno. He, and he, he tried to bring it down. Like, are you talking about the one? It came from like the left side from Rashford and he tried to bring, he was alone. It was just him and the keeper at that point. And he tried to bring it down with his right leg and then it bounced off of his left like shin and went for a goal kick, right? Yeah, it was like a freak, a freak touch kind of accident that happened. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a brilliant run and a brilliant pass, to be honest. But we just didn't have the final composure, you know, in the final third. Then in the second half, I don't think, I honestly don't think Pogba had a strong game. Really, even besides that, um, that slip up for the penalty in the second half. I mean, I don't think our team played very well in the second half. Matic and also the referee was being was being really whistle heavy, but Matic was fouling like crazy, man. We couldn't gain any kind of momentum. I mean, Matic was like pulling on shirts and stuff. It wasn't like huge fouls, but like these fouls that that mattered. The game was slowing down. The tempo was completely uh, slowed down, and and there there was no was- rhythm. Was he fouling to stop West Ham from like going? I I remember him fouling a lot, but there's a difference between fouling to try to stop, like the strategic fouling, right? And then there's fouling that you have to do because you're out of position, and that's a bad foul, right? There's like unnecessary fouls, and then there's a strategic fouling. Would you say that Matt and Matic usually is our enforcer, and he does those? smart strategic fouls to get everybody back in position to stop counterattacks and break up play. Do you think in this game, it was less of that and more of Matic, you're out of position and you're slow, stop fouling or, or get in better positions? I don't know. He was just fouling a lot, you know, and it was getting frustrating. It was really slowing down the entire game. And I think, I honestly think the referee was just giving free kick after free kick, which is nerve wracking. Cause we are not, we don't play well against set pieces. We just, really don't i'm not really sure why it is we just don't mark and concentrate with 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 each marking yep. um and west ham loves set pieces it's almost like they were just trying to get, trying to win set pieces and that's that's how that's how they create they're they're not a yeah, great open with, field team same with southampton that that i mean that final you know and i think maybe if brandon williams was in that game maybe it would have been different at the very end but Going back to uh, Matic, right? I, I don't think this was like, you know, I mean, I think it was like maybe like an outlier. Uh, he did play, he came on uh, for McTominay, who did not play very well against Crystal Palace. And he started playing really well. I mean, granted, I think we already had the lead at that point. But he, there was definitely a difference in quality between him and, and McTominay. I'm not really sure what it was, but um, you could tell just with the way that he held that back. I mean, because he almost plays as like a third center back sometimes when, when we're, you know, when we have possession. Mm-hmm. But just in terms of him just controlling that, that, like, controlling it in our third, there was a difference in that Crystal Palace game. But I don't know, man. Against West Ham, he was just fouling. The, the whole second half was just miserable, in my yeah. opinion. I think players, players, all the players lost focus, in my opinion. Yeah, not, not just lost, lost focus, but just they weren't – and maybe it's fatigue, but they just were not themselves 
I don't want to do player ratings because there's too many matches and, and it's not going to be very, very positive. So like we're, we're totally down to do negative ratings, but because there's so many games, it would be pointless. We'll, we'll certainly do one for Leicester and we'll record for, for Leicester after that result, win, draw, loss, whatever happens. It's either going to be a, a fun podcast or it's going to be another rant-filled episode. So stay tuned for that. Closing on this, Lester, what do you? What are your thoughts going into this game? What is your confidence level? What do you think is going to happen? Um, my confidence level is not great. Um, I'm going to be honest, but I know that Chelsea, United, and Tottenham, and sorry, and uh, Leicester, all three teams, the form is not that great. Chelsea was playing really well after that FA Cup game, but they got smashed by Liverpool, dude. That was yeah. hilarious. And that was also a really fun game to watch. But I really, really hope, really, really hope that we have the right mentality. I know Ole, um, and I watched his, uh, his, his press interview after the match. Um, it was really interesting. His take was he actually talked about in the press, hey, I actually really liked our response in the West Ham game, how we came back and scored that, that how Greenwood scored that goal. And I guarantee you, he probably doesn't really like the response, especially after that goal. We just, we were completely out of it. I don't know what happened. You would have expected us to pounce on them and score another goal, but no, it just wasn't like that, right? That It wasn't like that. So I really think that he said that, and I think Klopp says this sometimes to protect his players. I really think Ole said that to protect his players' mentalities and really let them know, like, hey, dude, like, we got one more game to play. Like, just hold it together. Like, don't lose focus now. We need to concentrate. And I really hope that message is, is sent across and it really, you know. Positive, um, positive reinforcement, right? Exactly. Exactly. I think it's important for a manager to give that, even though it's not necessarily super truthful and he's not necessarily being super transparent with what he thinks. Because um, I'm sure anybody would be disappointed if you're a United fan or, or even a neutral fan. United's form dropped off in that second half. It clearly did. Yeah. Right? It's not the right time to be negative. You, I, I like how Ali has been managing this difficult period where we have so many games and the injuries are starting to pile up, but the pressure is still on. It's squeaky bum time as Sir Alex Ferguson would say. And yeah, Lester is going to be a, a fun one. My expectations going into the game is Lester likes to press. They like to, to have possession. We saw that against Tottenham. I fully expect them to play us like, like, Southampton has played us like Chelsea has played us like Crystal Palace played us where they press high and they press our our back line to cause mistakes. We haven't done very well with that. But we have found opportunities and we've seen Leicester struggle with counter attack stopping counter attacks against Tottenham and we have had opportunities to break the press and score open field goals. It's a strength of ours. It didn't happen against Chelsea because we kept getting fouled, like I said earlier. But if we have the referee on our side and he actually does his job, I, I, I see us winning. I think we really need a strong defensive performance. I think if Maguire and Lindelof, if, they, if any of our back line or if Pogba or, or Matic, if any of them lose the ball and Vardy uh, is clever and, and gets the ball and, you know, finish he's a great finisher he's about to win golden boot right um that is a huge problem if we go down in this game and there's a decent chance we might a very good chance i think 
uh, that would be really scary. And I'm not sure if our players have the composure to come back. I don't know. We've had, we've had comebacks, but I'm just nervous. This game's different. Yeah. Um, so I think we just really need to be strong defensively. McGuire and Lindelof, they need to have composure, man. Like they really do for us to be strong and have confidence in this game. And we need to score first to, to be able to play well. You know what I mean? To be able to play the rest of the game and play freely enough. I think if we score first, we can win the game 2-0, 3-0 easily. I really think so. Um, because when we score first, I think it, it takes pressure off of our, def- our, our defense and as well. Every time we score, besides the West Ham game, because, again, that's, that was a weird one where we didn't have our full strength squad. And who knows if we're going to have Luke Shaw back on Sunday. He finally is driving to training by himself now and not using his um, his significant other to drive him. So maybe his ankle is better now. Who knows if we're going to have Juan Bissaka back. Uh, he played a little bit in that in that West Ham game, didn't he, in the second half. So maybe we have, might have him for a full 90. But we need a good start. And if we do go down a goal, I'm not that – I'll be very worried, obviously, because this game means everything for top four. But we've shown that we can score back. And as soon as we score that first goal – we our confidence just goes through the roof. I mean, we end up you you end up expecting another goal within the next five minutes. It's insane how much confidence matters for this team in scoring goals. And we saw what how powerful. I don't. I still don't even think the ceiling is is uh, what was it Bournemouth where we scored five goals. I still don't think that's even the ceiling. I think we could score even more goals. We were yeah. that good, but we need that confidence. So getting that first goal, if we can get the first goal in the game, I agree. It's over because and confidence, boom. I was just going to say, so Yunshu is out for this game. So they're yep. out. They don't have their center Key back. players. Yeah, Chilwell. they don't have center back. They don't have James Madison. They don't have Chilwell. I think there's one other play that I'm forgetting. They don't have a lot of key players. They have Jamie Vardy, though, which is scary because Vardy can just steal it from our back line and then score. I'm really nervous about that. I feel like it could happen. But we just need to be strong on the ball. That's the biggest thing in going into this game. Strong on the ball and be strong defensively because there's a really good chance that we're going to have to play counterattacking football. Yeah. And, and that's what Tottenham did, but it worked to perfection. Oh, it was beautiful. And, it was beautiful. Yep. And we've, we've done it before. We, we just haven't had – it really, if Luke Shaw is back and, and Wamba Saka are back and they're 100%, I think we have this game in the bag because we – if we have those outlets – I think we can beat this high press and we can counterattack properly. It's crazy to think how important they, they've been to the team. You, you don't realize what you have until they're gone, but they've been massively important, and hopefully they come back for this Sunday finale. Come on, you Reds. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Let's pray. And uh, any last words? I just hope. That's, that's all. I just really hope. Um, maybe Chelsea will lose. That would be really nice. Um, the games are playing are going to be playing at the same time. So I, I really don't see Chelsea losing. I mean, I know they got um, throttled by Liverpool get a draw or something, but yeah, they may not lose. It, even so if they we'll, get a draw, we we're still in trouble. They need to lose outright. They need to lose. Yeah, they need to lose for us to be um, confirmed in. But I don't see that happening. They still have goals, and then Pulisic will start probably, and and they'll they'll get the win. I'm much more focused on our game, and yeah, I mean, my last words are. Let's fucking get it, dude. Let's fucking get top four. Let's get this Champions League football. 
and I'm 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 gonna say two uh, nil win for Manchester United. What about you? I'll probably say two one. Two one for Man United. For Man United, yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> oh god. I like, yeah. All right. Well, that that concludes this episode. Thanks for listening, everybody, and hopefully next time you hear us, it's a positive one. <laughs>